Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you have just nothing else to ask. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussion topics for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random, hit the record button, and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while at it, and get your viral moment. All with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C at checkout. Welcome to the Urban Educators Forum with your host, Sean Smith. Hello. I am Shia Smith, and you are at the Urban Educator Forum. And today I am with, this is a this is going to be a different show, because I'm with my boys, my, my Tuesday night boys, I call them. And we're going to actually talk about some education today. Now, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but including education, because we all are educators in our own realm. So we're going to, I'm going to let them introduce themselves first. Felipe, let us, let us know who you are and your greatness. Yeah, th- thank you very much, Sean, for, for hosting me and Richard. And um, just Felipe Lopez Ustaita. Um, I've known you for many, many years. Um, I, I can't even remember how many years, but we've, we've done some stuff to bring our, our communities together, right? Eight years. Eight years, baby. As soon as I walked on the campus of LCC, I might tell that story in my intro. (laughs) The legend of Felipe Lopez. So, yeah, no, just just happy, man. I'm a father of four. I'm I'm an educator. Um, There's a lot of roles, right? Uh, um, But I'm just happy to be here, bro. And and the biggest thing is that I'm, I'm I'm the son of of our heavenly father. And, and that's what, you know, what keeps me going. And like I said, my family. Um, so just, just that. <laughs> All right. He, he, you know, he, he's definitely the modest one of the group. Cause he didn't really tell his title and all the other stuff, but we go, we're going to spill the tea on him a little bit later. <laughs> Rashad, let us know, let us know who you are. Uh, what up though? Uh, Rashad Dobbins, uh, educator. Um, Nonprofit exec. I want to. I run a wonderful organization by the name of Class Act, where we use hip hop to reach and see scholars in the city of Detroit. Um, hip hop head. Uh, I make music. I DJ a little bit. Um, but anywhere I go, I try to you know bring bring that vibe and uh, connect people. That's one of my superpowers. So um, that's me. You know, in a box. In, in short. <laughs> oh, all right, man. So like I said, we're going to get into a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, but first, before we get into our topic today, because they, they have their 
their um, connection and where they're met. And that's actually what we're talking about, the Kellogg Fellowship. But mm-hmm. uh, Felipe, tell us how we all got to how we all got together. Yeah, so you know, I met Rashard at the in the Kellogg Fellowship, and we we connected r- right off, right. Um, and it was in a in a spiritual realm. So, and then I have other other homies, right? That um, and when the pandemic hit, um, there was a lot of isolation, right? And there was a lot of um, uncertainty, and so. You know, I talked to both of you and several other 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 men, right? And we're the last three standing. But that that was really the the concept is to support each other's um, projects or each other's, mm-hmm. you know, just struggles or or whatever it was. And so that was really, really the setting the table, right? And and so again, it, it's a commitment, right? Because um, sometimes things happen and we're all busy. Um, but when you're committed to a mission and to to something bigger than you, then you show up. But that's kind of kind of in a nutshell. I mean, just getting a bunch of men together and 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 talking about about God and about our dreams and about our struggles as men. And so many things have happened, right? Um, George Floyd, um, you know, things against immigrants, um, and so we talk about these things that are real and support each other. So that's kind of in a nutshell, Sean. Uh, you did it very, you, you know, fully fake on do his thing. Yeah, flat out, flat out. Rashad, you want to add? You want to add to that? You want to add to that? Yeah. What? What? What can I add? I would just say uh, it's powerful, powerful, right? To have a bunch of brothers, diverse brothers, who you know are educators, um, as we know, you know, Sean specifically for us, um, for black male educators, it's less than three percent. So to have black and brown brothers come together as family and be those change agents, you know, and then support one another. I mean, we, we have a movement on our hands, you know, uh, and to, to Fleet Bay's point, some other brothers that have been involved, but when it comes to us, right, we, we know who's gonna show up every every weekly. And uh, that's powerful, man, that's powerful. Because I feel like everything is, is designed to kind of have us uh, independent or, at one another, if you will. So the fact that we all come together and support each other and um, in, in many different ways, man. I mean, it's, it's what the man said. All right. Like I said, we are definitely the last men standing um, <laughs> in, in, that, in that group. But, hey, it, it, it is what it is. And like I was saying before, Felipe and I um, met at um, – at the college that we work at. And, you know, Felipe, before I actually seen the physical Felipe, he was a legend. I'm going to the, I'm going to these professional developments and they talking about this guy. Okay. Felipe, he's doing this great work. And and if it wasn't for Felipe, I wouldn't be here. And, and this is, I'm seeing all this stuff and I ain't never saw it. And, and we, 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 um, work across the mall from each other, um, at on campus. And I didn't see him until Baltimore, Maryland. You know, that's a, that's a different, that's a whole entirely different story. But we're gonna get into our talk about the fellow, the the Kellogg Fellowship. That's where they're met, that where they met, and um, they're gonna tell us a little bit about what it is, um, what did they do, and what did they pull from this exper- um this experience because it's a it's a deep experiment. And I want to look at it from the lens of 
they selling it to me. They selling it to me. What 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 would I like about this uh, participate in the fellowship if I if I made it and things like that? So they're gonna go from that lens, and we're you know I I I spill the tea on them too at the end. You know, because anything that you have an experience in, there's gonna be some good, bad, and ugly. So, um, but they're gonna tell about their experience of what it is. Um, what did you do with it? And then just talk about your um, your perspective of, of what did that experience do to you? So whoever want to start first, that's fine. Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> Man, so just, you know, break down the experience. First, tell us what it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the fellowship is, I mean, essentially, I'll, I'll give the, I'll add you up to you in a second, Felipe, but I'll just give the baseline. I mean, it's the most diverse room you've ever been in is what it is, uh, filled with, you know, 80 change agents from around the nation and, you know, our nation's hotspots. When you're talking about uh, racial healing, racial equity, um, having, you know, areas that have an abundance of working families and areas that need equitable community. But essentially just imagine the most diverse room you've been in in your life where 80 people who or I should say 79, including myself, right? So 80 all together um, that are just breathtaking, right? Their rap sheet, as far as their resumes, is like a scroll, um, what they're doing in their neighborhoods and their cities and their, for their state is just phenomenal. Um, you know, anybody you can imagine, any sector that you can imagine uh, with the common goal of serving kids, you know, and building an equitable community. All right. Felipe, you want to add to it? Yeah, you know, um, there's so much to say about what, what, what Rashard just said. Um, but something that, that was very impactful for me is, you know, in society, we all always think we know what a leader looks like. And yes, we had people in the room that were, you know, Secretary of State. They were senators in their, mm-hmm. in their prospective states. But there was also people that had been in prison, right? And there had been, you know, um, tribal leaders from indigenous communities. There was, you know, people like Richard who had um, rough beginnings, right? Moving from space, from you know, city to city, school, school, and then somehow, you know, me and Richard, we put our application um, over a thousand people applying. And they select 80 of us, right? It's it's um it's incredible, right? Because um it's a very competitive, you know, application process. There's interviewing process, there's people being flown flown out. Um so it's something that I know both of us were very humble to be part of, but we also Absolutely. knew that we belong, you know, that we belong there and, and that nobody could take that away because because our experiences matter. And so, you know, just to add to what Rashard, you know, said, it's important. I mean, there was folks that were Jewish, African-American, everything, man. You, you name, you know, all communities in one space. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing and powerful. It times, too. And, and, and like, like you said, multiple tribal leaders, multiple people of, of every yeah, denomination yeah. and every, all, all tribes represented, right? It's just, it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in this, you have these, these educators or these, um, 
community leaders um, participate in this fellowship? What did you do? And how long did you do it? Good question. Because yeah. yeah, we were go in, ahead, in the middle of the pandemic, so we got extended. So uh, initially, it was supposed to be 18 months. Uh, but, but as you can imagine, everything was extended due to, due to the pandemic, um, which I think, you know, for us was really a blessing. I know for me, it was a blessing, you know, to, to have an extended amount of time um, with my brothers and sisters in this fellowship. And the most important, you know, one of the most pivotal and important times in our, in our world's history and all of our, um, all of our histories. And to be with, you know, this group of Avengers, uh, I mean, I feel like that's, that's, you know, you can't really write a better story than that, right? If, if you're gonna, if you gotta go into battle, if you gotta address, you know, some of the most pressing issues of our time, I wanna go into it you know, and build projects and, and serve with individuals that, you know, are truly about their communities, care for their communities, um, but understand how collaboration works and are willing to do it together. So, um, you know, it's supposed to be 18 months, but it, it was almost, you know, what, two and a half years almost. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so, you know, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it was it, it was um, an extended time, but it was necessary, right? Because, um, like I said before, when they select all these individuals, uh, there's there's a, a price, right, that you have to pay. That mm -hmm. when when the pandemic hit, we, we our kids were looking at us, right? What are you gonna do in your state, right? What are you gonna mm -hmm. Um, I don't know for Rashard. I know Rashard was was busy, you know, helping because he, he's directly, you know, impacting the young kids there in Detroit and um, and in Georgia. For me, I, I was having to be the voice for the Latin community, right? That language barrier that you know all this this stuff is being put out in English and not in Spanish, and and having a direct voice with the governor advising her to be able to to provide not only for the Latinx community, but for our brothers and sisters that, you know, mi Middle Eastern, Asian communities. So it, it came at a very important, important time. And I truly believe, you know, that God, you know, put us there for a reason because, um, yes. you know, we just need needed to be there. Right. And, and so all the trainings, right. And, and I'm sure Richard will talk about this, but we were given coaches, um, mm -hmm that helped us, right? Professional coaches, something that I had never experienced. And here I was um, being blessed with something that I, I, I don't think I deserve. But, you know, like I said, there's a price to pay every time. And so all those coachings and all those um, assessments, leadership assessments, helped when I needed it the most. Because if I wasn't at my best, and if I hadn't ironed my, my sharpened my iron, I would not be ready, right, for this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, um, exactly. and and this this fellowship really really helped, man. And again, Richard, I don't know how how it 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 helped you, but uh, I know that you could lean on somebody, right? If you're struggling, mm -hmm. then you could call someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, accountability. I think if I'm being honest, <laughs> us being on the podcast right now is a testament to our experience, right? And then still meeting weekly like since it, you know, from, from the pandemic, even until now, or the beginning of the pandemic rather, um, until now, 
But for us, obviously that relationship started and we've still been in constant communication. So I feel like, you know, if we were to like, I know we're gonna talk about it more, but I would say from point A to point B, that right there, right? is based on relationships, building meaningful relationships within the cohort. But then of course, you know, discovering a model to really have equitable development and communication with your own community, because everyone that was there was already doing great work. But then, you know, being given, um, we'll say a blueprint or a framework to work from, you know, to to really tailor and make it to you, to the work that you're already doing, make it your own, and to improve what you're already doing, just took I think everyone to 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 a way to another level. You know, many people, you know, started their own consulting businesses or decided to change jobs and careers and things like that. So, I mean, just a very powerful experience when you think about the length of time um, and the connection. I, I can't stress that enough is the connection and the collaboration. Was there a a tangible project that you all completed? I know y'all got a lot of training. Um, mm-hmm. Was there a tangible project that you all worked on together or in parts? Because I know I believe it was broken up in by cities, right? If I if I my hit if my if my little research um, brought out anything, um, did you? Was there a tangible project? Because you talked about the culture, you talked about the experience. Was there a tangible project that you all finished or started or or was it more like a think tank and you just thought about some things? Um, either one. Man, um, I would say the project, I mean, the project was us, man, to be real. Um, you know, yes, we worked on things. Yes, we had a think tank. Um, but honestly, for me, the answer would be we were working on ourselves, um, the way that we work in groups, and then just who we are. You know, I, I learned, man, I learned so much. You know, I think for me, as somebody who, who is an extrovert, and I love to connect with people. I'm, I'm really charismatic in my interpersonal relationships and, and just in general. Uh, for me, it taught me how to really step back and lead from different, you know, point vantage points, if you will. So I feel like, you know, the biggest project we worked on was ourselves and and what we're going to be doing for the next, you know, 20 years. Uh, Because I think no matter what career, what sector, um, what project anyone's doing, this, this, you know, this is a seed that's producing fruit in all of our lives and it's been doing that ever since. So for me, that would be my answer. Is, is, is really the project in many ways was us. Yeah, and I'll just add, uh, Sean, is that um, we were assigned, right, to, to a project. We did work um, with other leaders. And I think um, that's something, you know, from Richard's point is that sometimes when you put in um, a bunch of leaders, it's really hard, bro. So you have to learn patience. And mm-hmm. I think for everybody, right? Because when you select the best of the best from from the country, right, to lead, um, you're gonna get a lot of talent, man. And sometimes you have to, like Rashard says, you have to have intuition to step back, to pull in, or to 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 do that, right? And you, and again, you you only learn it when you're a bunch, you know, when you're you're there with a bunch of lions and Mm -hmm. lionesses right that are um phenomenal right and so 
you learn techniques to sometimes just don't say nothing, just, you know, because there's a lot of wisdom. And so you lose an opportunity when you talk too much, right? Sometimes when, you know, I, I say God gave us two years and one mouth for a reason, and that's to listen more than anything. And so, you know, those are things that, that I learned as well. Um, but, but again, yeah, there was a, a tangential uh, project, but because of the pandemic, it kind of threw off the original plans, but we, we were still able to, um, you know, to complete something. Uh, and it's still, right, it's still in progress, okay. <laughs> which is us. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the project based on, real quick? Yeah, so the project was, was based on um, little kids, right, telling their own story without any, because a lot of times our communities, you know, I'm a farm worker. I grew up as a, as a migrant worker, so I have very few pictures. So if you were to tell me, hey, Felipe, can you show me pictures? I might have five of my entire childhood. I just don't have any pictures. So what we were trying to do as a group is for kids you know, to send them a camera, take pictures of their daily life and to be able to tell their story, right? And that was a project for them to, in their, in their, um, who they are, right? Because when they're little, they, they don't know, but to be who they are. And that's what we wanted. We wanted them to tell their story. We wanted to create this event where we invited a ton of people and people could tell. Again, the pandemic hit, we weren't able to do that. So what we did was as a group, we selected books, right, that represented our, our heritage because there's not a lot of, you know, book for, for black boy and girls, Latino, you know, boys and girls or Asian, Native American. There's not a lot. So what we were trying to do is create a library. And, and Richard, if I miss something, please. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll just say it's just to build on our bill with, with Felipe. Um, it, it was it was grounded in the kids. It was grounded in once again that equitable community piece, and um, you know, looking at things from an abundance stand, standpoint instead of a lack standpoint, which is more empowering, right? We we know what's going on in our urban cores. We know what's going on throughout the world, really, um, especially when we're talking about long racial lines and and the legacy of white supremacy. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was rooted in equity. It was rooted in the babies, it was, it was rooted in building with community um, instead of going in there and acting like we know, you know, we have all the answers. It was truly, you know, treating it as communities already have the answers. You know, they just need some resources. They just need some help from time to time. Uh, but it's not our place to go in there and say you need a park when you really need a food pantry. So that's, that's, that was really the vibe and, and just empowering the young the youth and empowering the community to say, hey, what, what do you need? What do you want to show? Um, how, how can your voice be amplified? How can it be empowered? Yeah. Okay. Okay, like I said, man, these, these all I can do is put my hands out, these my boys, my Tuesday night boys, and they, and they, 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 they letting it flow today. They letting it flow today. <laughs> um, I know them, and I know some of the stories that they have told me. They told me the good, bad, and the ugly. What hit you, and I'm going to, this is definitely personal to them. What hit you the hardest, the most in your spiritual um, walk 
as far as the experience that you do? Because I know y'all been places. I know that you all experience different um, speeches and things like that. We also going to talk about that book that um, Rashard made us read that was born. But, you know, that's, that's another thing. We read it. We read it. We got through it. We read it, got through it. But, you know, that, that, that's oh, another thing. But goodness. spiritually, oh. spiritually, because I know y'all are very spiritually connected. That's how we, we all got together. What hit you? What had the biggest impact on you spiritually? When you, when you walked into it or you saw it, you said, man, this is something else. Mm, that's a deep question. <laughs> you want me to go, Richard? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to think on that one. That's that's a big one. You got yeah, a couple so, minutes. You got a couple seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so for me, Sean, it, it was uh, the trips that we took. Um, it, it was you know going to the reservation with one of our Kellogg fellows. It was you know being in in Mississippi and learning about you know Emmett Till and visiting the you know, a, a lot of historic centers, but one of our mm -hmm. classmates, um, you know, her, her, her father is an icon, right? And in, in, in the civil rights movement that, you know, and to me, um, knowing her and then being at the house where, where, you know, where her father was assassinated was really, was really deep, um, you know, being in, Chicano Park, right, and and feeling like my roots were there and my heart was there, and even though I had never been there, um, mm -hmm. those experiences, um, you know, I will never forget for the rest of my life. Like um, it taught me, and it was a spiritual thing, man, because I think um, I I needed to be there, right, especially when a pandemic hits. Nobody prepares you for that. But when I went to those places that I mentioned, I felt like I got ran over by a truck. And so it was like a preparation. So spiritually, I mean, and I can go on and on and on, but being in those spaces and like feeling the pain, right? I think that that really shook me uh, to my core. And, and I'm very appreciative for that. That's it. <laughs> 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 man I would say the thing that, that's top of heart and top of mind for me is really this this mantra of movements being moments and as Felipe said going to Chicana Park you know we went to New Mexico we were in, in Mississippi we were able to like literally see what other organizers and you know amazing human beings were doing all throughout the, the nation. Um, not to mention there was a national cohort that's a part of the regional ones, right? Where they're essentially borderless, right? They, they have ties everywhere. So you bring these individuals together who already do their own projects. Then we're traveling all around the country doing other projects of note. Um, it was just insane to see because, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, Mississippi, you know, Mississippi gets so much flack, you know, and sometimes rightfully so, right? It's, it's a very interesting checkered past. However, when something works in Mississippi, it works almost everywhere, right? You know, we got the chance of you to come from We got the chance to walk through the Everest home. Not, not that that's um, a good thing because we know how that story ends, but what's beautiful is the legacy, not only that he uh, leaves, but that his own entire family leaves. And it's one of, 
of, of resilience that to see it up close in per, person to to for one of my my cohort mates to be who she already is, let alone who her father is and the legacy that she comes from, but just what she's doing mm -hmm. um, alone. And then to see the power, right, of Rena Evers walking us through her family home, right, where pointing out where, the, where, where bullets were flying, her walking us through that experience with tears in her eyes, and then has the, the strength, right, the, the supernatural, you talk about spiritual, supernatural strength because I actually was one of the last people to walk through the house. We did a, a tour that, you know, it's, it's a lot of us, it's 80, 80 plus when you, when you factor in other individuals part of the program as a whole. And, um, you know, she has the strength, the decency, the love, you know, that, that next level uh, there, right? To, to hug me and whisper, you know, beautiful words of affirmation to me. Right, as I'm walking through your family home, where that where that's a tragic site that is now thankfully a historical site, right? Um, where we're able to tell the legacy of, of this amazing man, Megar Evers, right? Who oftentimes is overlooked, uh, but is a, is a true national hero, right? Um, you know, if there ever was one, he's he's in that canon, right at the very top. So to have experiences like that, um, to meet people like that. It's just, yeah, it does something different to you. It, it is different for sure. But I, I think, um, you know, just, just having that opportunity to, to, to go around the nation. And once you start to realize the world is bigger than whatever neighborhood state that you operate from and to see how they do things and see their challenges and to compare notes, I think it makes anything that you're doing global, you know, and, and that's a powerful thing. All right. All right, yo, uh, um, y'all made me want to go almost, you know, almost. <laughs> so, um, you know, but uh, but like I said, I know you all, and I know you all feel that, and when you all in there, and and I first before before we go, I want to thank you all for coming coming out. You know, usually we was gonna do it on our Tuesday night, but we did our Tuesday night regular and then we came and they, the brother said they'll do it on Wednesday night. So this is for the C4 challenge. Um, we're gonna probably do some more. I'm gonna probably try to grab them again because like I said, we do we we live education. You know, we are education. Our calling is in education in different realms, different techniques and places, but we do it. So. The last question I'm going to ask you all, what is some takeaways that you got from the program and what is your next step? What did it inspire you to do or you're going to do or continue to do from that project? So how, however y'all want to do it first. So a takeaway, some takeaways and what's the next, what's your next step? And if also, if you have any places that, you know, you want to shout out, um, social media, things like that. You can do that as well. Go, Go ahead, Richard. No, you got it, man. <laughs> this, is, this is how they act. This is how they act. <laughs> we got to pray at the end. You know, we, we all pushing up on another one. So, so this is, this is, this is par for the course. Almost, I almost want to brag on this guy. But I, I just kind of want to hang back and, and see if he's going. You, you, know, you, you are neither. I, I could do it. I want you to go just just so so I make sure you cover everything that oh. you're doing, man, because it's a lot, bro. Okay, no. Um, so, some of the takeaways, Sean, was that um, 
we can't do this alone, right? I mean, when you go to war, you know, when you think of, of, of Dr. King, when you think of Cesar Chavez, when you think of Gandhi, when you think of people in your neighborhood that nobody knows did not do it alone, right? And so it, it really takes a village. And, um, <laughs> you know, people don't want to see this, right? What we're doing right now, um, they, they don't want to see this. And so that was a huge takeaway is that uh, we're better together than we are separated. And, um, you know, I have a book coming out in, mm-hmm. in about, uh, two months and it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, decolonizing, right. Telling our own mm-hmm. story. Um, because, because if we let others tell it, um, they're going to tell whatever they want to. And so I want to make sure that, you know, that when my grandkids read read the book you know 40 50 years from now they're like man i know exactly how my grandpa felt i know what he was going through i know the struggles and i know why i'm here right and why why spiritually i'm here um doing what i have to do so i think arming my kids really that's what it is um that's the reason i wrote it is to arm them with um that they're blessed right that i'm already praying for them right and they're not even born yet so there's a lot of takeaways, um, but I just appreciate both of you, right, for accountability. Felipe, are you done with your book? Are you, what, what, where, what, what's up, right? And so, again, things, you can never get things done alone. You need people holding you accountable, right? And so, um, you know, just blessed um, that God gave me that opportunity. And what's next? Hey, man, we're just getting started, bro. So. I don't know what's next, but uh, whatever it is, um, you know, it's exciting. I know I'm getting my black belt here in in April in Taekwondo. So uh, I don't know, man, jiu-jitsu maybe, you know, going for a black belt. I mean, the, the sky's the limit, right? So, um, but I'll pass it over to Rashard. Yeah, I just had to make sure you went there because I know these things. So I was going to put you on blast if you didn't. You know, right. I, you know I was, but you know yeah. I was, man. But yeah, yeah. all right, all right, got it written down on this pad. But go yeah. ahead, because he don't, he don't like to share all the time. But um, man, takeaways. I, I mentioned it. Movements be their moments. You know, looking at uh, change like the Avengers and the second movie, not the first one, because oftentimes I think we get stuck on that first Avengers movie where it's all these wonderful superheroes, people who have innate superpowers and they have all this amazing experience but they're clashing because they're not focused on what the Thanos is in our society. And I think, you know, for all of us, because we talk about it, right? Every seven days, if not, you know, in between that, right? Every seven days, we, we know the Thanos of our society, right? We, we're all about fighting white supremacy. We're all about equity. We're all about healing. We're all about, you know, um, equality. So I would say, yeah, looking at the work is, is, Movements be their moments. And then to Felipe's point, right? When we look at Dr. King, when we look at the Panthers, when we study movements, we realize that, yeah, you, you are able to, you know, you know, take, take the woman or the man out of it, right? Um, unfortunately, many of the people we just named were assassinated, uh, but the movement that they're a part of is able to continue, you know? And I just think about Dr. King saying, hey, I might not get there with you, but we're going to get there. And I think that's it's something powerful, you know, when you sit down 
and you build with others like they did at the Cultural Center, right? Ascending, descending to, to Mississippi because Mattel was murdered, right? And they said, yo, we got to put us out to this. So, we, you know, we need one another. I think, you know, my biggest takeaway is that we all need each other and that when we're talking about uh, doing things, especially around racial healing, um, you know, white supremacy is really shown, is, it throws, throws a rock and hides his hand. But when it comes to being divisive within community and, and family structures, you know, it's been really clear and consistent throughout. We already know, especially if we're talking about black, black and, and so-called black and so-called so-called brown men, we know what those prison statistics look like, right? When we know about statistics, statistics for our children in the schools, especially us, we know what that looks like. We know what it looks like for, for the women in our community, right? The, the lionesses in, in our community who, who run things. And um, yeah, it just, it takes a village. Um, that, that, that'd be my biggest takeaway, man. And, and we need each other and we have to do everything uh, within our, our power to unite and to, you know, be at full strength together. And then as far as things that we're working on, uh, I was I was inspired to uh, do what we call House of Hip Hop, which is a uh, permanent home uh, for cultural, uh, to preserve cultural practices, um, specifically within uh, hip hop culture. So hip hop has five main elements uh, that, that we speak to. Um, and House of Hip Hop will provide artist studios, creative studios, co-working space, performance space within the city of Detroit. And it's being built, designed, informed by children in our community. So when you talk about something that's building, something that's sustainable, you know, we always hear that children are the future, but they're the, they're the now. And what we're doing and what I was inspired to do, you know, through the fellowship is to say, okay, cool. So you doing what we've been doing, which has always been youth, youth led and youth centered, but even more so let, let us, you know, truly put um, the money and, and the decision making in their hands, because when we're looking out 25, 50 years, 100 years from now, it's, it's the youngsters that, that are going to run it. Right. So, you know, the whole goal is to create a promised land now, but to also get there, you know, in the future. So um, that's what we're working on. You know. All right. And um, I'm glad Felipe talked about the book. Um, yeah. Rashad will actually be uh, a featured guest on the Dripping in Black podcast, which is coming out February 22nd. You know, so he's going to tell his story on there, on that platform. So be on the lookout for that as well. Um, this is my tribe. You know, when, when I first wrote Urban Educator Form um, moniker, it was about the tribe. And this is a part of my tribe because Tuesday mm-hmm. nights, uh, we didn't we didn't argue, we done laughed, we done done everything <laughs> that you could possibly think of the brothers gonna do when they get together, you know. And we have a good time. We it we ended in we ended in prayer. Um, they ain't the best texters in the world because you know I like to I needed I need a little bit more than they do because you know um, they they know my situation so you know they I need a little bit more than they do but they need to text a little bit uh, more often you know just to let me know that they doing all right or I I haven't um, uh, done something crazy over here so um, 
that's about it. Um, the 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 Kellogg Fellowship to what is it? Is you all the second class? I believe the second class. They did their graduation. Felipe Lopez, Rashad Dobbins, aka part of the tribe, and they said it. You know, the, the thing is, get you a tribe, and you know, there's people that's doing the same thing, or you know, going to be a ligature effect for you. That's going to put it together. That's all we put together. If you need to contact us, please do so. Look in the show notes. You will see all our contact information. So for Felipe and Rashad, unless y'all got y'all got some shout out before I end it, y'all good? Oh man, just just thank you very much, you know, Rashad for 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 being a trailblazer, man. Like I said, I mean, very few places where you can you can you can see this, right? Um, and and again, we're planting seeds, right? We're <laughs> We're planting seeds, man. You know, the, uh, society doesn't want this, but we're gonna give it to them anyways, right? All right. If if all hearts and minds are clear from the tribe, peace and much love. Be well, and we see you next time on the Urban Educator Forum podcast. Peace. Hey, good job, Sean. <laughs>